0: Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Just a moment, I'm going to read from the uh, daily reader by Sinclair Ferguson called To Seek. And to say, it was designed originally for the Lenten season, but whether you are listening or watching during Lent or not, it matters not, actually. He's going to make uh, some really brilliant insights into uh, a chapter and a, a passage in Luke chapter 10 that you may be familiar with. Let me read that passage first, and then we'll see what Dr. Ferguson has to say Um there's a uh, an expert or a lawyer, if you will, expert in the law, who comes before Jesus and uh, he Luke tells us he's he's coming to test Jesus. And reminder to all of us uh, uh, you know some people ask questions because they want to find answers. Other people ask questions just because they like the sport of it. In this case, it was even worse than that. Um, this person is actually asking questions. Hoping to discredit uh, Jesus, have Jesus fail his test, if you will. But here's the way that encounter goes, and Jesus bested everyone that ever questioned him. Um, Just then an expert in the law, this is Luke 10, 25 through 37, if you're wanting to look it up in your Bible on your own. And I'm reading today from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. Just then an expert in the law stood up to test him, meaning Jesus, saying, teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus asked him, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And then Jesus replied, you have answered correctly. And then he told him, he told the man, do this and you will live. (laughs) Of course, that's in the doing is is the test. Isn't it great? Uh, But wanting to justify himself, he, this uh, lawyer, asked Jesus, who is my neighbor? So he's wanting to parse words a little bit more, uh, looking for a way out, if you will. He senses that he has been trapped by Jesus in this uh, uh, scenario. And so he wants to know, who is my neighbor? And I think we do the same thing all the time, don't we? We don't really know who our neighbor is, and we excuse ourselves all the time. Uh, from loving those who are inconvenient or uh, those who don't see life the way we do or those who voted the other, whatever it might be. Um, He says, who is my neighbor? Jesus took up the question and he said this, and you're familiar again with this uh, story. A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him, beat him up and fled, leaving him half dead a priest, meaning a Jewish man, a priest happened to be going down that road. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. In the same way, a Levite, when he arrived at the place and saw him passed by on the other side and the Levites, of course, were the priestly tribe of Judah. So two quite religious folk um, decided to not being convinced in this story, okay? But, says Jesus, a Samaritan on his journey came up to him, and when he saw the man, this is the man who's beaten up, right? He, the Samaritan, had compassion. He went over to him. He bandaged his wounds, pouring on olive oil and wine. Then he put him on his own animal. In other words, he walked, the man rode, Put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. This would all have been quite shocking to a Jewish person. Samaritans and Jews did not like each other. So for Jesus to suggest that a Samaritan would do what two religious Jews would not was quite shocking in illustration. Well, this man put him on his own animal, brought him to the inn, and took care of him. The next day, He took out two denarii, that's two days wages, gave them to the innkeeper and said, take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. So he covered the bill and he promised to cover the rest of the bill if there's more needed. Which of these three, Jesus speaking to this lawyer, which of these three, the two religious Jews or the Samaritan, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor. Remember the original question? Who's my neighbor? Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the lawyer comes back with an answer and he just can't bring himself to say this Samaritan. He just says, the one who showed mercy to him. (laughs) And then Jesus told him, go and do the same. (laughs) End of discussion. So, Jesus is so brilliant um, Here's this guy that claims to have followed God's laws Completely Meticulously So um, Jesus just Holds up the mirror and, and just shows this man An honest picture Of himself He couldn't even bring himself to say It's the Samaritan that was the neighbor So Let's see what Pastor Sinclair Ferguson has to say in his commentary on this. He calls it the self-defense lawyer. These verses contain one of the most famous parables in the New Testament. Can you picture the scene? Jesus is busily engaged in his ministry, teaching about the kingdom of God. A distinguished figure stands up. Perhaps his accent or tone of voice gives him away. He is a lawyer and is planning to put Jesus to the test. Perhaps even wants to put Jesus in his place as an uneducated Galilean with no legal or biblical training. So, this lawyer asks a question calculated to trap Jesus, but thinly veiled as a genuine theological inquiry. How do I find eternal life? It's a great question, isn't it? Ask. Dr. Sinclair Ferguson. Jesus asked the lawyer to tell him what the law says. It reminds us of the adage, why does a rabbi always answer a question with a question? Answer, why not? (laughs) So there's a lot of wisdom in that principle. Christians need to learn it. Jesus has already put this lawyer on the back of, foot. In other words, he's already on the defense. He has taken over the questioning. Love God and love your neighbor is the reply. Well, says Jesus, live like that. The lawyer is probably now wishing he had never asked the question in the first place. He tries to, quote, justify himself, end quote, with this question, this second question, well, who is my neighbor? That's from verse 29. He wanted to test and best Jesus in subtle theological debate. He was an expert in the law after all. <laughs> but he now finds that Jesus is testing his lifestyle. So he answers back, just tell me who my neighbors are then. Give me a list of them. He's ready to engage in some theological hair splitting with Jesus. I wonder how often I do that. I wonder how often we do that. It's a good thing to ask. The lawyer should have known better for the Savior went on to tell the story of the good man of Samaria who stopped for and cared for the Jew who, quote, fell among robbers, end quote. That's verse 30. But do not gloss over Jesus' punchline in verse 36. He throws the lawyer's question into reverse gear. In essence, he tells the lawyer that he isn't even asking the right question. The real question is, Who proved to be a neighbor to the man in need? And the answer, the Samaritan. At this point, the smart lawyer must have realized he had dug himself into a hole. He wanted to limit his responsibilities. Tell me who my neighbor is and I'll love him. But Jesus tells him there are no lists that he can tick off. Rather, he says, God calls you to be a loving neighbor to anyone you see in need, irrespective of race or religion, and to go out of your way to help them, even if it is inconvenient and costly, and silence then reigned. (laughs) Sinclair Ferguson goes on to say, I spoke on this parable one day at a lunchtime gathering in our church. I remember applying it. In some such words as, given the number of people in this room, it is likely that at least one of us will be tested on this parable before the day is done. Four hours later, I was walking through the churchyard in the twilight, heading to another meeting. In the gloaming, I saw a heap on the ground among the headstones. Somebody has dumped something, I thought. And like the Levite in Jesus' story, I came to the place and saw, yes, him, a homeless man was huddled on the ground, cold and hungry. So one of us was indeed tested before the day was done. I had not expected to be that one, says Dr. Ferguson. Here in Luke 10 is a man who thought he was testing Jesus, but the reverse was actually true. There was a sting in this tale. It is always that way with Jesus. <laughs> That's really amazing. Hmm. At least one of us might be tested before this day is done. Might be me. Might be you. I don't know where you are. I have no idea who's listening or watching from from what, what state, what city, what town, what nation. Um, But let us pray that we learn this amazing lesson, that our neighbors are, as Dr. Ferguson has said here really brilliantly, God calls you to be a loving neighbor to anyone you see in need, irrespective of race or religion. In other words, whether, whether they look like us, act like us, live like us, believe like us, it doesn't matter. They're our neighbor if God puts them in our path. And they go out of your way to help them, even if it's inconvenient and costly. That is the way of Jesus. And that will be the way of those who follow him. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for this day and this amazing parable that is uh, um, so profound. So simple, but so profound. And uh, I I pray, Lord, you open our eyes uh, to see the wonders of living this way. The great adventure of following you. Um, and all that that includes and means for us today, and may we look back on this day, each and every one of us, um, with with the the assurance, Lord, that You'll place within us all the love, all the put, You'll put within our reach the resources we need uh, to reach out to and love the neighbors that You put in our path. Uh, pray that You'll keep our eyes open. Uh, pray lord that uh, we'll have the kinds of heart that uh, hearts that you have and that will bear the family resemblance in this regard we pray in jesus name amen and amen god bless you this podcast is a resource of the village chapel in nashville tennessee don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts curate's corner with kim thomas Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagi.